do. These are all hard-hitting questions, but can we do the podcast? Fine. Welcome, everyone. All I'm saying is... Oh, (laughs) my. That is the fourth fucking show in a row that you have trampled my line. Welcome, everyone, to episode 13 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 grossing domestic box office movies of 1999. I am your uh, dog host, woof woof, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your bear host, (laughs) Tino Mickens. (laughs) Yeah, really milk it, buddy. Thanks. And I'm Ryan. All right. Hey, boys. I don't know about you, but um, Hamilton fever. It's 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 uh, have you guys heard about this? You heard about yeah, this thing? That's the one that's the one that came over from China, right? This, this <laughs> Hamilton thing, this Hamilton thing. Boy, it is blowing up. Uh, I know. People, people are dying every day, too. And it's actually really sad. But I'm glad that we're bringing it up because like <laughs> it's a bad illness. I don't Hamilton know. fever. I don't know. I don't know if that's tasteful. You can't see my face, but uh, I shook my head. <laughs> I don't know if I like that one. Dude, you're the one that said Hamilton fever, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a real disease, God. and it is serious. No time to be making puns, the pun master, Constantine. <laughs> okay, you clearly don't know what a pun is at all. And also, I don't appreciate you calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was just trying to do a fun little bit about Hamilton now I'm thinking about all the dead people yeah my problem with Hamilton is all the people that it that are dead I uh I haven't been thinking about Hamilton too much because I moved to Los Angeles big lights big city big lights big city that's where I wanna be that's that's how it goes right uh 100% yeah, like, it's LA, a Sammy Hagar song right concrete jungles <laughs> where dreams are made <laughs> of <laughs> You yeah. you are you are in the big lights big city now, Tino. Tell me about it. Listen, I'll tell you all about it, man. You know why they call it big lights big city? Why is that? Because there's these little people people are shooting lights into the sky every day. That's why they call it big lights big city. <laughs> oh my it's going goodness. Off. It's oh I'll my get goodness. I get shockwaves through my bedroom. I'm trying to hang out. I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to watch a movie or something, and I get shockwaves. Shockwaves. I from are you the sure? Fireworks. Oh, because it was the Fourth of July when you moved. Before, even before the four. Oh, they, it's they were shooting fireworks off ev- like all day, every day. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> Why are there fireworks yeah, going off? Listen, I don't want to say too much on this podcast because they're gonna get me, bro. Oh, okay. Yo, I just found out something amazing, like 15 minutes before we sat down to record. Okay. Lay it on us, My please. grandma's birthday is on the best holiday of the year. 420. July 6th Park. What? <laughs> July 6th Park, the day that we celebrate the movie Jurassic Park. Is that... Well, all of them. Oh, God. Hey, wow. spe- you celebrate Jurassic Park too? Okay. <laughs> you you don't celebrate Jurassic Park, Jur- Jurassic World? I celebrate exclusively uh, Jurassic Park three. Um, it's like the Kwanzaa of of the Jurassic Park holidays. Like it's very it's, it's very meaningful to those who celebrate it, and it's too often played off as a bit. Yeah, he, I think you hear you that, Jeanette? This guy doesn't even know. I they didn't hear what you guys Jurassic Park movies up. The, the July 6th park is for all of the Jurassic Park movies. That's not even a good pun though. <laughs> I'll be like, the judge of tell that. Tell it I to think. Chris and Jack. <laughs> the I, founders. I, I feel like I feel like uh uh, uh, uh Cri- Michael Crichton got a got a bee in his britches about uh May the 4th and was like, "I want one. I want one." And, you know, threw money at some interns to try to come up with a shoehorn Jurassic Park. And the best they came up with was July 6th Park. See, I think that's exactly what happened, too. But I don't think that he paid anybody to do it. And I don't think it was interns. I think that some fan of Jurassic Park was just like, I want one. I want one. <laughs> like, they cared that oh, much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was I... it you, Ryan? 
No. <laughs> I can I. I know who it was. Can I segue? Can I segue to one of the best things that's ever happened to me? Happened to me today. I was shopping. Actually, I mean, yeah. Dinosaur, I was shopping at Sprouts. We started talking before we even said if you could segue. I like was. I was. I was shopping at Sprouts. I was getting my greens. I was getting my food, and uh, and uh, I at the last minute I saw that there was two honey sticks. There were honey sticks up by the register, so I grabbed them, and that was just a, a little impulse that brought the total of my purchase to sixty nine dollars and sixty nine cents. That's Ladies the... and gentlemen, <laughs> we got them. <laughs> that's yeah, the best man, thing we that's did ever it. happened to you? That is the best thing that ever happened to me, yeah. Not the born rich, not the good career, <laughs> not the loving girlfriend. Um, it's the 6969. You just made the choice to admit, to admit that you were born rich on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what of it? Speaking of Tina moving to L.A., this uh, the movie we watched this week is the 1999 classic, Anywhere But Here, mm. starring Susan Sarandon and Natalie Portman as a uh, a tense mother daughter couple, or mm. I, uh, just a mo- they're not a couple, they're mother and daughter <laughs> that trade Pair. that trade small town values for big city glamour, moving from Bay City, Wisconsin. To the 90210 Beverly Hills. Yeah, and let me just say, uh, uh, they really are some some small town bumpkins. They really are. There's some shit in this movie that really rubs me the wrong way, and maybe people think it's okay over there, over there in the middle of the country, but not over here. Let me tell you, Tino. Not- this this is a a an incredibly relevant movie to you, having just moved. Move to the big lights, big city. Insanely relevant. Um, From a small town. Did Did you also Did you also move uh, with a, a an old Mercedes and uh, your your fourteen um, uh, uh, year old daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the Susan Sarandon in this in his own story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I um. I. My daughter's doing fine, by the way. Thank you for asking. You guys never really even. I mean, well, maybe this is the first time you've ever asked a single thing about her. So we don't. We don't really want to like say that she's your daughter, lest we get pulled into the court battle. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So it's more Sparky prioritizing Sparky again. I Great would say so. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 But yeah, they're doing fine. Um, you know, very similar. I'm here. Um, uh, I, I, just like they did in the movie, I met my landlord at a diner <laughs> as it, ha- well, that's just how it happens here. I, you know, I thought, I thought that she was a real estate agent. I didn't think she was yeah. a, yeah, yeah. A, Oh, okay. A yeah. I don't really know jobs at all. I just sort of <laughs> exist in the world. <laughs> He's not landlocked to the earthly realm like us earthly folk. Tino yeah. is, has risen above normal society. He lives I'm, in L.A. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's get into it, folks. As we mentioned, uh, the movie starts with uh, Susan Sarandon uh, pulling uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, Susan Sarandon plays uh, Adele. What was uh What was uh Never mind, I'll find... Someone August. like you. <laughs> August. August, yes. Adele August and Natalie Portman plays Anne August. Uh, uh, hey, Sparky, can we, we just... We could uh, have take... had it all. Rolling in the deep. Okay. I Sparky had a... didn't get that I was doing a bit. He was like, oh, it's singing time. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, have a deep connection with that song because I took drum lessons for like eight years from this English guy um, who uh, that was one of the songs that, that I learned to play on the drums and he thought of a parody uh, called uh, Rolling With My Sheep and it was all about it was just a, a parody about Welsh people and every Sweet. single time we, we would play the song he would like Wheeze laughing at his own joke of uh, of rolling with the sheep um, in his dumb Welsh Welsh accent. So, 
just like yeah. I need to answer. I, I don't want to. I don't think we should stray too far from the path line of really gutting through this movie though, because <laughs> my little Adele joke was just meant to be a little side. Little oh, side. okay, I see. Yeah. I see. yeah. This is this is a, a this is a a, <laughs> a very straightforward no funny business podcast. I and exactly. I, I appreciate you for asserting that again. Yeah. Um, just like Tiny Dancer. <laughs> Dude, the craziest thing about Tiny Dancer is how he is just like <laughs> he is like a taskmaster. He will get you to get shit done. That's what I love about Tiny Dancer. <laughs> and you wouldn't expect it because he's so small. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah they're uh what so, so susan's random plays adele not mm-hmm. the one not, the not that one <laughs> yeah different one uh and they move to la because strict like really just because susan sarandon is like bored yeah she <laughs> doesn't want to live road tripping and susan sarandon's like we don't belong in that little small town baby we're gonna go and you're gonna be an actress and natalie portman is just she doesn't like it she, she doesn't want it. to, yeah. And she, and yeah, it's awful. And Susan Sarandon's a, a bad mom, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> oh, very bad, bad mom. mom. <laughs> oh, horrific. This movie, this movie fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> me a little bit too, I'm not going to lie, Ryan. Gave me so much anxiety. It was mm. a very anxiety-ridden movie. I got, I got sort of, uh, uh, it was like, if Lady Bird just like really missed the tone of Lady Bird, you know what I mean. I was thinking more of a Marriage Story vibes. Yeah, a little bit. A mom. A little bit, sure, sure. It was kind uh, of like if Lady Bird had a Marriage Story. Married, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if Noah Baumbach and uh, I don't know if you guys heard that, but a firework just went off, and it is this. It is uh, the fifth of July. <laughs> so they're a little bit late. They're, yeah. They're just getting ready for July 6th park. <laughs> it's not, it, I can't get over how bad that pun is. It's so bad. So uh, Susan Sarandon went out to L.A., Beverly Hills in particular. She has sort That's of— where the stars go. She has sort of delusions of grandeur. Uh, she has an interview at a at a— an, L.A. school, elementary school, uh, uh, to be a, a, a speech pathologist. Um, and everybody sort of knows that she's kind of a wild child. Uh, she's leaving a very stable life. Um, and it seems like a good life for her daughter, uh, uh, Anne. She's got uh, good friends, her cousin Benny and uh, other friend uh, Aunt, uh, Sarah, who— And the Jets. Uh yeah, and the Jets. Sarah her and friends, the Jets? Her friends. No, Benny and the Jets. Yeah, yeah Sarah and the late, Jets. Huh? Sarah and the Jets is an Elton John-themed uh, roller roller derby team. Um, also, it, sh- it shouldn't be it shouldn't be breezed by that she loves her stepdad, which is extremely rare. She really, really likes her stepdad a lot. Oh, another firework. No, because her mom just really sucks. Yeah, the, 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 the dad is uh, Dan. Was his name Dan? Uh, it, it was Bill Paxton, yeah. really. Um, was a figure skating coach, and the movie sort of hinted that he was gay, but it also like didn't really like draw. Did it, did it hint that? Yeah, yeah he, Susan Sarandon was like, "Your stepfather's gay," and then that was the end of that. And she was no, like, it was like a, a light in the Natalie loafers. Portman was like, "How do you know that he is gay?" And the fr- they were like, "He's a figure skating instructor." The phrase and then they was just were like, "All right, moving on." Well, See, not I feel like progressive. That- Anne accused Adele of saying, uh, oh, and you said that he was oh, gay. And, I, I feel and, like that was Susan Sarandon's character just just being being a wacky sort of yeah. lying mom, you know? Yeah, yeah. Also, I want to talk about Cousin Benny. Can we talk about Cousin Benny? I've been dying to talk about Cousin Benny. Uh, we got to talk about Cousin Benny. Let's, we'll get to Cousin Benny in a second. Well, no, because we established that Cousin – they are very – Benny, Anne, and Sarah are all very close. And there's the weird detail of Anne took pictures of Sarah in her underwear, and yeah. she kept them. And the them. other weird detail where, like, Benny and Anne totally want to fuck, but they, like, don't ever talk about it? Am I crazy? Oh, no, there is a but lot Sarah... of, like, there is a lot of, of, like, weird, unaddressed sexual tension between the two of them. Yeah. And 
the whole like her relationship with Benny and Sarah is so weird because it doesn't ever really get explored beyond just well, like they're very comfortable around each other. I don't know. When she left, she kissed Sarah on the lips. Yeah, there is definitely under there is definitely undertones of Anne and Sarah being together. It's like one of one of the I don't want to skip ahead to like, you know, getting into overarching uh, uh, comments on the movie, but I did think that it really lacked a lot. I could have used a lot more context in the beginning about the life that they were leaving because you can sort of tell that it that whoever wrote it or directed it thought out sort of that life but didn't show it at all. Well, they I see I actually think they maybe showed it a bit too much. Yeah, they didn't do it's, it's yeah. either like it's either like you cuz the whole time in the beginning, they would cut to these flashbacks that was right. like flashing back right. to like when Natalie Portman and Susan Sarandon left, and that's when we got all those moments with the family. But like, it kind of felt like the flashbacks were a little unnecessary, and like it's like there was just enough for us to be intrigued about the characters, but they didn't they, they didn't give us anything. <laughs> right. It was it was no. like they didn't the picture wasn't complete enough that you could understand the like you knew the context of what was happening. But it also removed enough of the mystery of the characters that you didn't just like accept that that's who they were. Mm. It was unsettling. I think think it was fine because it was already a two-hour movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Like that's well, that's what I'm saying. Like they could have cut out all those flashbacks and just not done that. But no, I think it gave some good insight because she kept calling them all the time. And then just you would have Benny. lost the entire funeral scene. Just Benny. Just Benny. Just Benny. Just Benny. Oh, the funeral. The funeral scene. I did forget about the funeral scene. Well, yeah. let's. Hey, and then she calls her grandma. Hey. And then she calls grandma a few times. Hey, what's up? Let's just let's just not get ahead of ourselves with that yeah. funeral scene. Um. So they move I'm out. Just alluding to it. Some future. They move out there. Susan Sarandon. Uh. They first try to stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and then, uh, end up at a travel lodge because. Susan Sarandon's character definitely has delusions of grandeur, um, and she doesn't like her job. She ends up getting the job, uh, and they find a bad apartment. Like sort it's of a ro- fine. It's a fine apartment. It, it is a fine apartment. I could yeah. understand if I if I was like in my forties or fifties and had a kid in that apartment, maybe it would be a little bit more frustrating. But like, as a student, like you know, who cares? That um, makes sense. Also, probably, but just back then in the '90s, probably the standards were a bit higher. Yeah, um, I don't remember what happens after that. There are. It's a very. There's no real driving plot. It, it sort of meanders. It does meander. It goes. It just. It's a lot of them arguing. I feel like. Yeah, but the plot is the mom's demise. Like her spiraling into this crazy, like depressive state. It starts off super optimistic, and then she slowly, like you see her collapse under her the, under the pressure of just like moving out of Wisconsin over to <laughs> L.A., and then she starts to go crazy, and then Natalie Portman becomes the mom for a little bit, you know. Yeah. And then in the end, they're like, optimism, smile, baby, you're gonna be a star. And then Man, you're really the, roll the credits. You really are trying to blow through this plot line, yeah, huh? That was, like, the whole thing. Uh, we can sort of, I mean, it's not everything, like, there's no forward progression. Like, the things that happen in the first 15 minutes don't really affect the things that happen in the next 15 minutes. Um, I mean, listen, there's there's this whole, there's this weird whole thing where there's this guy at her school that likes her. Yeah, Do you remember Peter. that scene where he comes over? And then she just tells him to yes. strip down. Yeah, she turns the music all the way up, like in Go. <laughs> let me let me call back to Go, oh, the yeah. movie. I forgot where that. the scene in Timothy Oliphant's apartment. Yeah, where she walks yeah. in and he turns the music all the way up. This kid Peter walks into her. First of all, he calls her on the phone. He's like, "I want to kiss your lips." And it's very works. gross. It's very gross. <laughs> it um. works somehow. <laughs> and he comes over. She turns the music all the way up. She says, "Take your clothes off." Just like Timothy Oliphant in Go. Oh shit! Very they just strange. Stole this. They just stole this scene. Yeah. But without any of the context. Even though it came out in the same year, they stole it. 
Yeah, it probably came out after. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, so what else happened in the movie? Uh, she has a hard time adjusting to uh, the Beverly Hill. So the mom is always like, uh, uh, she's very irresponsible. She she has these flights of fancy. That, uh, uh, there's a scene where they go to get ice cream instead of going to uh, a holiday party with a friend, one of her rich classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's really not much like to describe besides uh, maybe we just maybe you know what boys you know what boys what if What's we up? just blow into fucking Miller highlights sounds good Ryan do you want to start us off do you want to start us off Ryan yeah Ryan please Ryan just do it Ryan Ryan do you want to start us off all right Sparky way three two one go ahead all right <laughs> start us uh, off okay yeah um uh-huh so my highlight is the cop the cop right the cop was the good the cop is the cop was the best he was pretty he cool he only has two scenes barely making it to sag you know screen actors <laughs> that's a requirement right you need to have like uh a few spoken lines or some shit in the movie and uh he 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 made the cut i think he's got those two scenes and he's like listen natalie portman i know your mom's being crazy right now but you're only 14 and i don't think now's a good time to run away mm. and you know why it's not because you're 14 in a city that you don't know and you have no money or job it's uh, it's because you're upset, you know. It's because you're not calm. Best. Yeah, it's it, it, exactly. And then and then you you just gotta go chill with your mom for a little bit longer. And when the time is right, you'll know when when it is when the time is right to bounce. Mm-hmm. And then they wrapped it up full circle when somehow that exact same cop, same rank too. That guy is really riding the the career parking, <laughs> parking, uh, you know parking lot brigade wow uh <laughs> sure the craziest part to me about that whole cop scene is in the in the voiceover natalie portman literally says there will always be a soft spot in my heart for the lapd yeah, <laughs> yeah. that uh that one <laughs> that <Rough>. one <laughs> that one's got a rough that that did not age that aged very well would have aged fine and then just Oh, just woof. Just really, really went stale quickly. (laughs) Like six months ago when we first started this? If this was our first movie, we probably might have mentioned it, but probably not. And now, woof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rough. Rough. I... Um, If I'm... Wait, okay. I need to... I got to jump in because I feel like I need to get my highlight in there. Yeah, get there, Um, buddy. Yeah. And... My highlight was this scene at the beginning, which we didn't we didn't really talk about, I don't think. Um, but it's when they're like driving f- like through the desert um, in the first scene. And Susan Sarandon drops Natalie. Por- she's like they like get in a fight. And oh. Susan is like, all right, get the fuck out of the car. And she pulls over and she like throws Natalie Portman out of the car and throws her bag at her and drives away, like fully drives off into the distance. And Natalie mm. Portman is like Natalie Portman's like. Well, she doesn't say anything, but she probably probably thinks to herself, you know, shit, my mom's gone, something like that. And she starts walking away, but then she, like, turns back to see if her mom's coming back, but her mom's not coming back. And she's like, man, I guess she's really gone. And then she walks more, and then she, like, turns back again, and the car's still not coming back. And then she walks more, and then she, like, turns back again, and then it's like, oh, the car's coming back. Now Natalie Portman is the one with the upper hand. Susan Sarandon drives back. Natalie Portman's like, I'm not even going to get in the car now. Pretty cool. Really, I, I like to see a, a child get one over on their parents like that. Mm. Mm, yeah, power dynamic shows that they're sort of on equal footing a lot of the time. Uh. I uh, one of my Miller highlights was the group of friends that appeared only when uh, uh, when Natalie Portman was going to call her estranged father. Um, she did call her estranged father. No, I I feel like I should say they appeared any time that something very dramatic was happening in Natalie Portman's life. So that they could <laughs> they were leave. always there for it. One of them was Elizabeth Moss. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah. Um, Handmaid's she the tale. one who was like, yeah. sue him for child support. Yeah. 
Hey, can I? I don't know which one of them said that actually. Do you guys know? Okay, so I'm looking at the IMDb cast page, and I'm I'm trying to rack my brain. Do you remember if there was a scene where we saw her dad, like in a flashback? No. Yeah, I don't think you so. You never see her dad. Well, you only hear his name. It's it's Badir, interesting because Hashim Hashim Badir. Badir, uh, because there is an actor credited with his voice, uh, who is Shashir Kurup. Kurup, K-U-R-U-P. And then there's somebody credited just as him. And do you guys want to know who's credited as Hashim Badir? Yes. Timothy Oliphant. Faran Tahir. No. No way. Really? No way. Really? The father of our our classmate, Javon Tahir. In the audience. We're famous, so we know a lot of celebrities. <laughs> no, it's listen, whatever, we though. we know one we know one boy, one the chosen one, <laughs> whose dad is an actor. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Yeah, I don't think Ferran was in this movie. Maybe they cut him. Maybe, maybe he still got they the cut credit. Him with I don't like know. half the movie because I missed a lot of context <laughs> for a lot of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very like it felt like. Uh, did you guys ever see that movie Tree of Life? <laughs> No, no, it's uh, it's sort of the similar thing where it's just like really disparate family scenes. But then Tree of Life also has like weird interludes that look like music videos. So this is mm. like that, but just without mm. the music videos. Mm. Or like uh, Boyhood. <laughs> it was like Boyhood. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pulling up uh, Ferran's IMDb page to see if we might see him in another movie. Um, doesn't. Doesn't, uh, yeah, no, doesn't... he actually plays Neo in The Matrix. <laughs> Crazy. Just noticed it the other day. Uh, oh, <laughs> man. Anyway. Yeah, a little brush with stardom we just had. Dang. Oh, wait, you guys. Elysium and Iron Man. He was an Iron Man, yeah. Wait, y'all. Yeah. Is John Malkovich in this movie? No, it was Ferran. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. You thought it was John Malkovich. Ferran looks exactly like John Malkovich. I feel like it's like every time we're talking about someone who's in the movie, and then I bring it up. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Easily mistakable people, though. I could totally understand how he makes them up. What's wild is Ferran and Javon both look like exactly like John Malkovich. (laughs) Don't we all, though? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't, Don't we all? Honestly, on this 4th of July, don't we all look like John Malkovich? July fifth, pal. Hey, pal. It's the day in between. <laughs> I think the this day actually in July fourth and July sixth part. It is actually the fifteenth of July when this episode is released. So, you know. Oh, you mean yeah, July fifteenth park? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I mean the pun master at it again. Oh, the Thank pun you. master. Thank you. <laughs> the pun master. <laughs> Um, Ryan, do you have another highlight? I already said the cop. No, you get another one because we're only doing highlights, so we have to do more highlights. Oh, we're only doing highlights. Yeah, because there's no there's no plot. There's no like driving thing that we have to recap. It's just scenes. No plot. Then let me ask you this, because I think the plot could probably get shaken up pretty well if someone had a gun. Ooh, okay. Right, if anybody had a gun. So who do you think it would be? Who would be the best person? Um, okay, I'll start because it was my turn to give a highlight. Yeah, go for it, bud. Okay. <laughs> and I want to say the guy with the trumpet. Peter. Yeah, okay. that's Peter. Peter. Why would yeah, he need a gun? You don't see him very much. You don't see him very much, but could you imagine <laughs> if he shows up at the coffee, if he shows up to her house and she's like, strip <laughs> for me, and then the gun falls to the floor... And he and just, he just kills has... her? Whoa. Yeah, whoa. Why? <laughs> that, that is crazy. Whoa. The movie would take quite the turn. Well, thank you, Ryan, for setting such a low bar for Tino's. Okay, uh... number two, because I want to re- I want to, I feel, I feel like Okay, go, go ahead, Tino. Okay, that's not how it works, and if you take mine, I'm going to be pissed. Were you going to say the history teacher? Not at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the history teacher. I think you picked the bottom two people who having a gun would affect the plot. They're both well, the so cowardly. Could you imagine the, pro- the protest? Could you imagine the protest? When Ryan picked Peter, south? he said one of the reasons was because he's only in two scenes. 
<laughs> Same my... thing with the history teacher. <laughs> that is the damn is... history teacher. Can I say who my pick is? Yes, you can. Yeah, who's your pick? Dude, you give the gun to Susan Sarandon, this is a whole different movie. <laughs> you give a gun to yeah. Susan Sarandon, and this is like a this is like a true crime psychological thriller. I think she and pulls the sick. gun. Let's try to count how many times she would probably pull the gun. Oh she'd my God. pull the gun. She'd pull the gun at the audition where Natalie Portman's character, <laughs> as she's auditioning, like uh, does an impression of her mom. Hilarious. Um, a, a plot line that is just dropped. Dude, we don't I know think if she, she gets it. Not. I think. Well, I think she, first. Okay. Yeah, the whole actress plot line thing. It was dropped because and Natalie Portman didn't want to act. So that makes sense. Well, all of the uh, what I'm getting at is all of the plot lines end up sort of dropped and not resolved. Like no, that one was resolved fine. And here's well, we don't hear like okay. we don't hear like did she, audition. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is like and, they that plot line was there so you could have the scene where she auditions, and then once that's done, it just disappears. That's what I'm getting at. The same I, with I, the same with the orthodontist who is useful uh, for a little bit and then disappears. I guess that kind of resolves because he doesn't call her back. Can I interrupt you for a sec? Um, I think Tino was trying to say something in between all this time that you and I have been talking for the past like 10 to 15 minutes. (laughs) Okay, let's go then, Tino. Let's go. (laughs) I feel like the movie feels like that. Like it it was for sure disparate and weird, but I feel like the whole thing is like from the beginning... Natalie Portman's just trying to go to college where she wants to go to college. And Susan Sarandon, like, the, the whole movie, Susan Sarandon's like, oh, let's go do this, let's go do this, let's go do this. Let's talk to this one of the honest. Let's mm. go out on a date with this guy. And Natalie Portman's like, I don't want to do that. Like, every single time Susan Sarandon says, let's go do this, Natalie Portman's like, I don't want to do that. And Susan Sarandon's like, yeah, you do. And then finally, by the end, Natalie Portman <laughs> does the thing she's just been trying to do the entire movie, which is just go to college where she wants to go to college. Yeah. And so that's why they dropped the actress thing. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, I think Susan Sarandon would uh, pull a gun out in that first scene. She pulls back with the car, and Natalie Portman's like, I'm not getting in the car. Susan Sarandon, boom, Glock in the face. (laughs) You're getting in this car. Or my (laughs) name isn't Tech Nine. (laughs) And she's like, your name isn't Tech Nine, it's Adele. You know. But, and then it's a superhero, or it's like a Punisher-esque movie. Where she just yeah, then goes she around. Shoots, and then she shoots Natalie Portman, and then she drives off, but not towards L.A. She drives back home. Or to Reno to find fam. to find her dad. See, I was thinking it would ex. take it straight towards good time vibes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Also, I think I've noticed that every single, like, my best contributions to that segment have been just give the gun to the person at the beginning, and it's a whole different <laughs> movie. <laughs> I I have one. I have one. I'm going to give it to the woman buying car played by Megan Mullally uh, because I like the idea of like it all of the sudden it turns into like, like I think here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think lay it on me. A lot of her, of Susan Sarandon's characters mania is so like, is so like multi-directional like it's so unfocused it's just sort of emitting from her and i think it would be very interesting if there was like this catalyst which all of the sudden in the middle of the movie or i guess towards the end of the movie i guess that's one of the last scenes maybe this is a sequel um anywhere but here too, the grave like anywhere but the grave We'll workshop the rage. it. <laughs> the rage, anywhere the, but here too. The, the, the craze, um, anywhere but here too. <laughs> where like now, all of a sudden, her daughter off at college is like she has nothing to do but obsess over Megan Mullally pulling a gun and stealing her beloved Mercedes, and now she has to find vengeance. And all of the things that made her a bad mom make her a great revenge getter. That's why I think should have a so gun. Molly. <laughs> it would basically be just John Wick, but instead of Keanu Reeves, it's Susan Sarandon. That that would be a fantastic. I that would be a an insane movie. John Wick with <laughs> yeah. Susan Sarandon. That is, I I don't think that I have ever like 
Keanu Reeves and Susan Sarandon are at the opposite end of a spectrum. I don't really understand what the spectrum is measuring, though. I think it would be cool if they did a John Wick movie that, but it was like that Bob Dylan movie where they split up who plays Bob Dylan, like by sections. <laughs> and so it's like John Wick is a different person every 15 minutes. Or like the CCA <laughs> production of Evita. The what? The CCA production of Evita. Yeah, deep pull, uh, I guess. What do you want me to do with that? <laughs> well, that was just another example of what she you were like, saying. Yeah, I was the star, so what, Sparky? I, 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 I thought it was a great play. I think I think that, uh, uh, you know, you played a great Juan Perón, Tino. Uh, and Dude, like, that's not, like, you're trying to get me canceled, bro. Like, What? How would canceled? you playing Juan Perón get you canceled? It's a, it's a... Uh, 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 who wrote that? Who did that one? Arthur Andrew Arthur, Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber. I could only think of Arthur Conan Doyle. Andrew Lloyd Webber actually does suck shit though. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not. And I'm not from Brazil. That's that's probably or Argentina. See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> dude, they hate each other, dude. But at least you didn't put blackface on. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know why I would have. I, it was never presented to me as an opportunity. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a bold th- theatrical choice to go with just like the most offensive blackface that you could find. People are just like, oh, I guess Peron did it. Like, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> Otherwise, Juan he would have did it, blackface. Right? Um, boy, boy. So who's the boss? Who is mm. the boss? Um, I have one. I have one for sure. Yeah. Is it Susan Sarandon? Because I want to hear something more creative than Susan Sarandon. No, here's the thing. It's not Susan Sarandon, but it's also not that creative. But I think the answer is the cop. Mm. He's really kind of like okay, this no, weird, pretty... this weird genie who like floats through the movie and solves problems. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He is he you know, is he to this twice. They got one wish wish left. Yeah. He is to this movie <laughs> what like a sassy gay friend is to a CW show where like they aren't really a person, they just sort of float in to like give the answers. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what yeah, you mean. Yeah, but he was just kind of like Bro, just fucking do this. Don't be stop being annoying. I'm here to give you a ticket, not be your therapist. <laughs> he also and doesn't then... give any tickets, which is a good a good He's policy. Like, dude. He's like, dude, back off. I'm not trying to be annoying. I just want to wink at your daughter. Let me wink <laughs> at your daughter, please. Thank Who you. Who was 16 at the time? 15, 16? Something. Probably. 14. 13. Um, uh, Why not, right? That's a pretty good one. Um, I'm going to say that the boss is uh, the orthod- orthodontist. That's what I'm going to say. Josh, yeah. Um, okay, because... I need to clarify. Is the orthodontist the one that she meets on the beach? Yes. Yes. Yeah, weird scene. Weird, that guy is re- a bit of a boss. <laughs> I think he, he is uh, kind of, he has a lot of power. He doesn't use it well. It seemed like he sort of just needed uh, to, to have some company after a divorce. Wasn't very considerate huh. of her entire personage, but, you know. What is a boss but a person that doesn't consider the entire humanity of a person? You know? Damn, I guess you do live in the South, huh? <laughs> I mean, I would say that that is how bosses work everywhere, but, you know. I mean, it's just a it's a it's a it's a very sad outlook that seems very heavily steeped in capitalist ideals. I don't I mean, think it's yeah, necessarily man, always true. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, can, can you if, pass that? Can you pass that? Oh yeah, here, here. Thanks. Yeah. Oh fuck! I'm I'm high. <laughs> oh my god! I'm high. Oh no! <sighs> That's what you guys would do if I was freaking out. You would just sit there. I don't know, man. I think you probably. I think if you were too high, then we probably would have tried to stop you before. Like it seems like it would take a lot to get you too high. 
<laughs> okay, that's fair. That's all I'm saying. Oh, wait, hey, Ryan. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles now. I can talk about weed as much as I want. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Trill. I, th- I, I think you could talk about weed as much as you wanted in any state. Oh, um, then get ready for me to be talking about weed. <laughs> I'm excited for I this. I fucking love weed. <laughs> wow. It's... <laughs> wow. Yep. Hey, Ryan, who's the boss? Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, Ryan, do you have a palate cleanser for us, perchance? No, who's the boss? He needs to say who's the boss. Who's the boss? Well, I'll tell you who the boss is. (laughs) Okay, do it. It's none other than Natalie Portman. Mm, Well, mm. if you want something more throwing it around the the box a little bit, then maybe I'd say Fran to here. (laughs) (laughs) The man that was still got the credit. Almost certainly cut from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think he was, the, the dad was uh, very, very influential in this whole, yeah. whole movie. Yeah, that's, that's possibly true. Um, I also like the guy, the nice guy at the end. I liked him. He seemed sweet. The guy that they... That Which one? She brought her daughter the on the date with this guy. Diaries. Remember this guy? The guy from the old person's home? The guy home? from the restaurant who brought them to the... Yeah, the guy... The guy from the, the restaurant who brought them the to the fish thing? Eggs. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The Grundle run? The Grundle yeah, run. The Grundle. Yeah. He seemed like a he seemed him, like yeah. a good father figure. And I think it... it, it, it uh, I think uh, it's very interesting that both Ted and Grundle run... Um, uh, 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 Imagine if your name was Grundle Run. You'd be in a in a bad J.K. Rowling movie, The Crimes of Grundle One, right? Isn't that what that was? Sounds like a place. Great, uh, uh, great animals and how to great great guys and how to snatch them. The Crimes of Grundle Run. Oh man. Um, speaking of speaking of just poetry, just wow, words that make me smile and and die at the same time. I would love to hear some Ryan's raps. If oh yes, please, hands. yes, please. I did want to well, finish. I did want. I did want to. I did want to finish my point about how uh, Susan Sarandon rejects oh. every good fatherly influence that could help her daughter's life. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's because he's not hot. It is because he's not hot, and I also think it's because she is self-conscious and thinks that uh, the only thing her daughter needs is her because she can do everything, and admitting that a man could help uh, would threaten that idea. That's what I think. That makes sense, man. Thank you. And the guy's a freaking schlub. He seemed nice. Yeah, he needs to put on a jacket. Yeah, put on a jacket. I'll I'll go with you there. (laughs) Let's get them Ryan ra- Ryan's raps, though, bud. Yeah, let's get those words in my ears, please. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Ryan's Radio, only on 1965.AFMSQRL1216CW. Today on Ryan's Radio, we're going to be doing Ryan's Radio Road Trip Edition. <laughs> we're going to be talking to a fancy couple going on a trip from... None other than Bay City, Wisconsin, to Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Mm. Yeehaw! So today's topic: <laughs> road trips. What we're gonna we're gonna be talking about things we'd bring on a trip. You know, we're gonna go through the 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 the, the, the day in the life of a road tripper. You know, going on a two thousand mile long journey. Mm. Uh, and we have today on the air Selma and. Patrick. Well, well, thank you for having me, sir. Howdy, y'all. I, I appreciate I appreciate you giving us uh giving us uh, cowpokes uh uh a little bit of your time. How's this little box work? Do I have to put my lips up to it, or is it just hear me from over here? Uh, we can hear you both just fine. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to ask you a few questions today, <laughs> and I just want to I want to just start off today by uh, asking you about how you started your journey, what 
anything you brought with you that's a little significant, you know, token from home or something from from the. Well, we are uh, we are are doing a, a fun a fun little variant of the Great American Road Trip. Uh, we're we're actually uh, burning no gas. Actually, we're uh, we're in an electric yeah. an electric vehicle. Uh, we we go about two hundred miles a day, so it it is yeah. about a two week road trip. Um, and also, so, just like just like on the Oregon Trail, we got a whole a whole train of energy cars right behind us. That's all our friends, and we'll set up a camp. And uh, we, <laughs> every time we want to stop driving, we'll set up a camp, and and all of our Priuses get in a circle, like like they did with the wagons. We we circle we circle around the electric vehicle charging ports, and uh, and we yeah. just we just hand that hose around and dump the dump the electricity into our into our cars there and uh you know a couple hours later we find another one and we circle it up and uh it's it's slow progress but i tell you it's uh it, nothing beats it yeah wow i've, I've eaten wow. nothing but uh, but just salted meats <laughs> so you we to tell me you're we, traveling we brought <laughs> entirely via electric vehicle yeah that's right that's right yeah and we brought interesting, interesting. that that salted meat. Uh, I tell you, it is coming. We we slaughtered one of our dairy cows before we left, yeah. and, and left it to dehydrate. So we have we have a, a a salted basically a whole cow in the back seat of our of our of our electric vehicle. Uh, uh, and 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 boy, Selma, <laughs> you should see Selma go off on that thing. She oh, she just. She just, she just really likes it. She just really likes getting down on it. That's how it wow. sounds. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that it sounds absolutely delish, uh, delightful. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so you said you're not traveling alone, uh, but you know you are in a vehicle. Uh, it's just the two of you. You have any children? Yeah. Oh, you know, no. little t- we we got three with us, but one of them died of dysentery <laughs> just a yeah. few a few days back. It it turns out there, uh, as much as people tell you, there is there is such thing as 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 too much sal- salted cow liver, and boy, he yeah. he had iron poisoning, and uh, he went real quick. And uh, you know, we pulled over next time. We buried him under the uh uh. uh the electric charger we put up a little plaque that said here lies little timmy uh yeah. uh p.s if you need iron for anything cut him open and find it because by golly oh, there will so be good. there will be a, a a a good chunk of it so much iron in that boy well <laughs> i actually had a question written down here i was gonna get to later but uh how, how do you locate a potential burial ground <laughs> well, wow. well, I mean, it's it's not so much the burial ground you find the burial ground as much as the burial ground finds you. You uh, know, can I just butt in because this is such a good question. <laughs> That's what I love about it is it's really making me think about what what counts as a burial ground. Where can I put a body? You know, before <laughs> I was just putting them anywhere, but now it's like, oh, maybe there's some places where I should do it. Basically, it's wherever it has soft soil uh, that you show up when the body starts to stink. Yeah, and here's the thing: we don't have a shovel. Uh, we just have we have a little trowel, a little spade of sorts. So we can't big we can't make too big of a hole. That's the problem. So how do you bury the bodies then? That leads me to my well, next we, question. How oh, we do got digging dogs. We got we got corpse hole digging dogs. dogs. Yeah, Absolutely. we <laughs> digging dogs. We got and one of our. Sometimes the kids, will, <laughs> kids love to get those holes in the ground. You know, kids. So sometimes we'll just let them go to town. And 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 you know we wow. have we have as we are mandated to do. We have a, an entire vehicle that is driven and completely full of digging dogs. So mm. the kiddies love it. The dogs love wow. it. Uh, uh, I know. I, I did also want to address the fact that uh, we are, in fact, uh, transplants to Bay City. We're moving along again. Uh, we are originally from Tennessee, which is why we all have Southern accents instead of instead of Wisconsin accents that we were given in the setup to this bit. And you know, I'm actually from Canada. I just I just like to be part of the fun. 
<laughs> okay, well, you know, good for you, Francine. Selma, Selma. Selma. <laughs> How'd you get my name wrong? You named me. <laughs> How'd you? No, it's your middle name, silly. Oh, my yeah, name's sorry. My, my name is, is Patrick Bobby Moynihan. And I'm wow. Selma Keenan Thompson. <laughs> well, Selma Francis Keenan Thompson. I, I always forget. Right, I gotta get to the. I gotta. I gotta ask you one of the more nitty gritty <laughs> questions that I had written down here. Um, yes, please. Where Where do you think the most ideal place is to abandon your children? Reno. I'll ask. tell you this. <laughs> First of all, yes, Reno. Ask very much answer. so. I love Reno because I can drop them off and I can make some money on the slots mm-hmm. in the same day. But and you can, you can. A lot of people don't know this in Reno. You can put your kids up as collateral to get a couple thousand in chips and in yeah. and in nickels. In chips, wow. nickels, you know, deeds to land, perhaps. <laughs> My can... favorite place to drop off. My favorite place to drop off a child. Oh, oh, are you taking sorry, I'm notes? Just, I'm just taking notes. <laughs> I'm just taking notes. Sorry. Oh, interesting. All right, yeah. Well, one of my favorite places to dump a kid is you know sometimes when we're driving through the desert in our little car train, we'll have to get across a river and sort of sort of just ford that. And I'll sometimes throw the kid out the window if he's being a little bratty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, keep going. This is great stuff. Yeah, so Rivers and Reno. It's the two R's of child abandonment. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me just uh, write this down. Rivers. Rivers and Reno. R and R. Rest, relaxation, Rivers, Reno's, and child abandonment. Perfect. All right. And then can we just go over again how to bury the bodies? You're really... I don't have any digging dogs. You got any (laughs) tips? Digging dogs, um, it's just any dog that likes to dig. This is not a precise science, Mr. Ryan. You know, I mean, you I'll, just sort of I'll, kill them and bury them. I don't know why it's so difficult to understand. I'll be honest, Mr. Radio Man. It's starting. Dig. It's really starting to rub me the wrong way that you're taking all these notes on burying kids and getting rid of kids. You're not some sort of cop weird. kid, are you? Are you a, co- some a kid? copper? Are you some sort of cop that looks for kids that we might have thrown out of a river or left at a at a Reno casino? Because let me tell you, I would never do that to Timmy. But what about Samantha? You shut your little whore mouth. I, okay, <laughs> how about that? Oh, man. My golly, you have torn my wife into a tizzy. I'm going to get yeah, and it I'm tonight. I'm not having it from a police officer. You're supposed to be my employee. You're supposed to be my employee. Read ma'am, that ma'am, I and am just doing. I'm just doing some field analysis work. I am trying I'll to throw get a you pull. out the goddamn car. What, you be on the river? what sort of so. a radio station employs a police officer as a radio host? It, Fantastic I told you this question. is 1963.ASFM 2734CW, so... Did you just say you know, that it's that ARSM, ASRM? What's the what's that what's that definitely not sexual sound uh, sound making thing? ASMR. Oh, is that what your station's called? You fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a narc, man. Sir, sir, I am just I'm just trying to get a feel for society you know we drive like 200 miles like. a day we eat a big fucking piece of salted meat and we abandon our kids in reno and rivers i don't and you know uh, what? what if you understood the oregon trail you would know that's part of it <laughs> it's part of it you have to get rid of the kids sometimes okay it's You're not easy electric vehicles they drive themselves you that's what they want you to think have to touch the wheel that's what they want you to think but it ain't yeah, true. They drive themselves with the worst gas mileage of any car that's ever existed, you freaking mook. <laughs> so this guy, actually, I, if this guy's first. got a radio station, I could have a freaking radio station. What? What did you? What did you ask me a question? Or the bar. The bar is so low for some dicks with a microphone to start putting their bile out out to everybody. I mean, I mean can, can we ask, get can some ask, sort of? Do you do you work for NPR, sir? Because you're feeling to me like an NPR. And I, I, I was gonna. It. I was gonna say PRI. I am a subsidiary. I was gonna say PRX I am a, or PRI. 
We are a subsidiary of P90X NPR. <laughs> oh, I like P90X. I I've been doing P90X. Oh, on the road. Oh, wow. You look great. You look great. Selma, Thanks. yeah, Selma's buns. How, wait, how do you know what my wife's buns look like, sir? Sorry, can you tell me again where to bury the bodies? Uh, right where you bury this bit, since it's. I think it might <laughs> <Okay>. be dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And that's our time. Thanks for calling in to Ryan's radio. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was great, Sorry. Ryan. I appreciate that. Yeah, those guys were wild. Where'd you find those guys? Where did you find those fellows? It's the wild, wild west, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? It's interesting that, that you go for the Wisconsin view and you get some child-murdering Southerners. Yeah. But that's just the way of the world. I guess. I guess. Things have changed since this movie came out, you know? <laughs> I almost forgot. Oh, what'd you almost forget, bud? Oh, my God. Oh, what'd you forget, Ryan? Oh! Wait, was it something having to do with maybe something that I want to know? Ooh, is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is oh, it? you don't oh know. My God. Because we've been doing this for a few weeks, and I feel like at this point you should know. Ryan? Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know. <laughs> Ryan. 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 Hey, what's up, man? Oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm wondering what you're doing. What are you looking at over there? It's what are interesting. you focused on? Are it's interesting because, because usually when we're done talking about the movie, you give us some information that we want to know. Yeah, some very important information. And I was totally prepared and remembered. Yeah, I'd like to see you right. try. <laughs> Whoa. Well, she's back. <laughs> Selma. <laughs> How did you get in Wait, here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll We're kill being you hacked. All. Pow, pow, pow. And they call me Tech Nine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Coming in at number 88 on the domestic box office in 1999. Oh. Okay. In opening weekend. Okay. It made oh, five point okay. six million dollars. Okay. okay, how about those legs? What about the legs, though? 31... 30% of the total gross. Okay. The domestic share, 100%. Right, okay. This movie did legs. not go international. Ryan, please, give us the legs, mm. man. Just give mm. us the legs, bro. Mm. The budget. Mm. Legs. The legs. budget legs. was $23 Dude. million. Ryan, dollars. give legs. us legs. the legs. Legs. It made legs. 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 $33 legs. million. Dollars. What? Did you say legs? Finally, uh, did you say legs? The legs. I want the legs. Oh. Oh. Coming in oh. at oh. 3.3. Three. Three, three, three. Three, three, three. Wow. Just like the Jay-Z album. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are some good legs. Those are some pretty good. You know, those are some pretty, like, above average for sure. Not yeah. the best. No, the best, well, the best the best was, was last week was beat. I don't... Galapagos. Dude, it was don't like even 100. talk about it, man. Don't even talk about it. Tino's still thinking about it. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, talking about uh, this great 3.3. Oh, well, we got to talk about Milk or Merlot. We know the legs, we jumped the gun. Milk or Merlot, Whoa. boys and girls. I think, honestly, I think I'm it's a Merlot. Merlot. Yeah, this is a good yeah. movie. It was a good movie. It meandered. I could have used, I could have used a little, either a little bit more or a little bit less backstory. I also, I also would have enjoyed if, like, there was a, a section where Susan Sarandon's sort of eccentric uh, eccentricity was like an asset because we only really ever saw it as a negative. And I think mm. it could have endeared the character more if there was a situation in which she could flourish and sort of like surprised her daughter with how competent she was. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Because like there should have been a reason that like all these people – did like at one time believe in her and like respect right, her, you know? Right. Um, we we need to have the same hope that the characters do. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, solid Merlot, pretty good movie. Um, which brings us to next week. Hey, next week, uh, is uh, our movie is Summer of Sam, the 1999 classic. <laughs> crime drama uh it is Is that about son of sam <laughs> yeah it is um wow the log line is spike lee's take on the son of sam mur- murders in new york city during the summer of 1977 
centering on the residents of an Italian-American Northeast Bronx neighborhood who live in fear and distrust with one another. It's got so Spike it's, Lee. It's, that sounds like it's like if Do the Right Thing and Zodiac had a baby. <laughs> That's like insane. What a pitch. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is. Sounds like it's going to be better than most of the movies we've seen so far. So let's find out next uh, week. Well, it's got John Leguizamo, so maybe not. Um, oh shit! But it also has a- Adrian Brody, so maybe. I think John Leguizamo's good. Okay, well, agree to disagree. Uh, did you see the happening? That movie Dude, was did not you happening. S- he was like one of the best parts of the of that Romeo and Juliet movie. Romeo with, plus with Juliet. Dicap- what? Yeah, he was so good in that. Oh, John I'm- Leguizamo was great. But like. And the movie still Romeo sucked, so... Yeah, but that's why he was so good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I have been your, I don't know, dog host, Swarky, woof, woof. And it's me, it's, it's me, the bear host. I'm not sure what a bear sounds like. My name's Tina <laughs> Mickens. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. Good night. Have a rough week. Thank you.